the glory of the Lord will be revealed, the prophet Isaiah reminds us in our first reading, and all people will see it. And so it was on the banks of the Jordan on that day when Jesus had deigned to be baptized by John. There on the banks of the river Jordan, after he had been baptized, while he was at prayer, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove as we hear, and the voice boomed, This is my Son, the Beloved. My favor rests on you. The glory of God was revealed on that day, as it had been right from the very beginning of Jesus' earthly life, as we have recalled in recent days during this season of Christmas. The glory of God is revealed by a choir of angels to shepherds, by a star that lead the Magi from the east. In the temple when Jesus is presented to, the, to Simeon and Anna the prophetess, and now on the banks of the Jordan, as Jesus is baptized, we are reminded that God's glory has been revealed to us for God's purpose, not for any reason other than God's graciousness, as we hear in our second reading. It's God didn't have to do it. Jesus did not have to take human form. Jesus certainly did not have to be baptized for repentance of sins. But all of this takes place for our benefit because of God's overwhelming graciousness. It's what we've been reflecting on over these coming or these past days of the Christmas season. God's glory for God's purpose, which is our salvation, has been revealed over and over and over again. And for 2,000 years, the church has consistently proclaimed God's glory, God's mission, God's purpose, not because we benefit, or sorry, not because God benefits from it, but because we benefit from God's graciousness, his unexpected gift of himself in human form, like us in all things but sin. And today, as we celebrate the feast of the baptism of the Lord, we are reminded that that emptying of himself, that kenosis, as the Greeks would say, was so complete that Jesus was prepared to be baptized in the river Jordan by John, even though he had no need of it. And yet he does for our sake, so that our baptism might mean something, so that our baptism is not just an empty ritual, but is our means of entering into God's life, which God so graciously pours out on all of us. It's that graciousness of God which calls for our response that is at the very heart of the incarnation, this great feast that we've been celebrating for so many days and which comes to a close today on the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Let's revel in that. Let's lavish ourselves in God's graciousness. Let's allow it to take root firmly in our very being so that it might transform us, as the Eastern Church reminds us, and we can be partakers in God's divine life because God has first deigned to become one like us. Let's be emboldened to live as if that means something, that we are not just empty vessels, but we have been filled with God's grace, God's joy in God's creation, us, God's people.
let's be about that task of reveling in God, what God has done for us, not because we deserve it, as we hear in our second reading, but because God is good. God is gracious and has done all the, these things for our sake. Let's live as if that means something to us and go out into the world living as God's people, God's saved people, and making a difference in the world because ultimately that's what we are called to do, to be about God's purpose, God's mission, to proclaim God's glory, just as was revealed on the banks of the Jordan.